Mm. And I think, again, coming back to that word of deserving, like, I, I deserve a good life. Mm. You know, and it's, it's a difficult mentality to change, or like, pattern in your brain to change. But, you know, plant that seed, keep watering it. And even if you say it in the, those days where you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I do, the more and more you say it, it literally took me, one of my clients gave me a mantra that was, um, I love all of me. And there was always this little voice that was like, well, Anna, I don't. And it took me three years to really feel that about myself. But mm. it was a daily practice and, like, weird things, you know, standing in front of the mirror, looking at yourself in your eyes and saying I love all of me Welcome back to another episode of Inside Your Head. I'm your host, Christa Roots, clinical psychologist and founder of Sac Central South Africa. What you think, you become, you believe. This is our topic for today. These powerful words are a mantra that our guest, the Yogi Page, lives with. With 16 years of experience and over a and over thousand hours of yoga and meditation training, that's so much, <laughs> Paige is definitely an expert in the health and wellness field. Her vibrant nature encourages clients to explore and strengthen their mental and physical boundaries, leaving them blissfully aware and falling in love with yoga. Paige specializes in stress and tension relief, improved concentration, posture correction, mental wellness, meditation, flexibility, toning strength, spinal and bone health. If you want to know more about Paige and the services that she offers, you can follow her on social media where her handle is at the yogi page. Paige, thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited for us to have the, just this discussion about our health in general, our mental health, our physical health, how the body and the mind and it all is linked. Mm. Christelle, thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. And yeah, I can't wait to chat everything mental health. Yeah. Paige, so tell me about the what you think you become, you believe. What, what does that mean to you? So I think um, if you had to ask me the question, it is very much a power of the mind kind of mentality that, um, you know, often we can get trapped in a really bad loop in your head, whether you're speaking badly about your body, whether you're speaking badly about your life, the people that you're attracting in your life, and all of a sudden you find yourself in this loop, and then you're wondering why you're attracting this kind of stuff in your life and you're wondering why everything's falling apart and then when you look back at it and it's such a difficult thing to really realize it's a really challenging thing to actually just accept that your brain what you think you become so you must be really careful how you talk to yourself mentally physically how you speak to your, your emotions so you know really really challenging and it's taken a long time for myself to actually change that kind of behavior in my own brain mm. Tell me a bit about your own personal experience with that or what that's meant for you. So I am very much an A-type personality, a go-getter, 110% kind of person. And, um, you know, there's just no point in doing anything half-heartedly. Mm -hmm. So I was a ballerina for 16 years. And I think that comes with a lot of this idea of looking perfect and acting mm -hmm. perfect all the time. Um, so I think that played a huge role in my life with the type of personality that I have. And then, obviously, I started mixing around the wrong kind of people. And I fell into this trap of just being with the wrong people being in the wrong places at the wrong time and then obviously going down the route of just abusing drugs and alcohol and I promise you it was it was obviously a build-up of my whole life and you know things that had happened in my childhood and my personality traits of being an A-type personality um, and it was just a build-up that got me to a place where I was really screaming out for help. And I was obviously looking in the wrong places, you know, where mm -hmm. I went to substances because it was this feeling of numbing your mind and numbing your body. And then obviously when you 
maybe become a little bit older, I think with age, you start to realize you're still going to wake up with those problems. Mm. So eventually it took a year um, of me to just really realize that this is not my life. And I'm talking about the drug addiction that I went through. Mm. And I kept saying like, this is not my life. You can't tell me this is my life. This can't just be it. Um, and then I went to rehab. I did tell my parents I went to rehab for nine months. I think wow. absolutely amazing nine months. Also very much like, you know, it takes nine months for a child to mm. obviously be not created, but you know, the whole process yes. and everything. So I felt like that had a lot of relevance. That's still the same person, but definitely born again. Mm. Um, and how difficult it was to change my mindset, but how it is so possible to be mm. able to change your mind. You know, it's consistency and consistency can actually be really frustrating and really boring at times, um, but absolutely worth it. Paige, I, I have like 10 things that I want to touch on from what you just said. And thanks so much for sharing. Um, I'm wondering, what did that look like for you, changing your mindset or changing the way that you see yourself? Because I think that a lot of people, like they can identify it, they can have the awareness, but it's the, what do I do with this that people get stuck at? So I think the first thing that people need to understand is you cannot do these things alone mm -hmm. as much as you like to think, or, or, you know, I can't speak about other people, but as much as I liked to think that I was able to do this life alone and, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it better by myself. And, you know, that's just such a warped mentality because we are supposed to lean on people and we are supposed to get help. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a really, really big lesson for me. And... You're going to have to remind me of the question because now my brain also just went a little bit. How, how did you change the way that you... Oh. Like, what did that look like in practice for you? So, obviously, going to rehab, you work with a social worker and you work with a psychologist mm -hmm. and you do really, really empowering things that I feel like everybody needs to do is you... Um, we did this thing called your timeline and guys and girls were separated in my the rehab I went to. Mm -hmm. And then you go through this timeline and the social worker is there with you and the psychologist and then they pick it like certain certain moments in your life and then you've got to reenact it it was the most hectic thing you think you're going to watch a sad movie and cry I've oh never my. cried so much in my life and mm -hmm. you know you watch other people and um, so that was a huge rehab was absolutely amazing you know people were standing up for you and you didn't want to stand up for yourself and that was a really powerful thing and then after after rehab I really did a lot of work you know I went to NA meetings for two years afterwards I went to a psychologist for two years afterwards I really it was super challenging because you know it was I was 21 mm. and you do want to party and be with the in crowd and yeah. so now I was trying to find my feet again but consistency and making sure to hang around people that hold you accountable mm. because you know you can be naughty if you want to and you can hide those things so make sure you hang around people that are gonna you know mm. definitely point fingers when they need to be pointed mm. the one thing that stuck out for me what you said was it can be boring and I've I've heard that with so many clients of mine where it, it's so much to give up mm. if you want to be disciplined um, and you want to kind of have this consistency it's also the often it feels like but you're giving up the adventure you're mm. giving up the mm. the spontaneity or I don't even know that's a tongue twister for me <laughs> like you have to give up a lot of those things um, which people are really hesitant to do mm. but I guess it's also because you don't see what's what's on the other side and what that means for your health mentally and physically if you have that consistency mm. I think it is very challenging I think sometimes oh, and, and you know there's so many 
there's so many scenarios in this kind of situation. You know, the, you can, I mean, I can sit here and say that age plays a huge role in these kinds of things. And yes, for certain people, but for certain people, it doesn't. You know, some mm. people are in addiction for 40 years of their life. And mm. I think it boils down to you as a human being and how desperately you want it. And I use the word desperately because you have to be so desperate. Like you literally have to be on your knees and screaming and be like, okay, I don't want this anymore. I really mm. don't. And it's it's super challenging. And you know, life is hard. Mm. Life is hard. And like I said, it's boring and mundane. That's how yeah. I feel life is boring and mundane sometimes. But you know, the way that I maybe keep the spice in my life is I'm very much an outdoors person. I want to be outdoors. I want to be in nature. And for me, traveling a big, big thing, you know, and I'm not saying mm. international traveling only. Like, we've got so much to travel here. So being outdoors and, um, you know, I'm still an A-type personality. I can't say, if I'm dead honest with you, I'm not this healed, recover, recovered addict in the sense of, yes, maybe with, you know, um, uh, what is the word now? Narcotics. Yes. But um, I crossed addict in the sense of like being so extreme with work that for five years of my job, I was working Monday to Sunday, all day, every day. And I honestly feel like it's catching up to me now. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, oh, it's so challenging because it's about finding a balance. And, mm. um, you know, I have it in certain parts of my life and there are other parts that I don't. So I'm still trying to figure it all out, to be yeah. honest. And I think that that's the beautiful thing is it's a journey. It's mm. you figuring it out and you you finding what are healthier things to be addicted to yes. or to like be obsessing about or to be very rigid with and mm. what are things that's maybe less healthy. Listen, I mean, if people look at me often and I think people see because I am so high energy mm. and always smiley and always, you know, that is just so part of my job, guys. Like, I cannot rock up at my job like that. Yeah. <laughs> so miserable. You know, you, you there's no way you could do that either. Mm. But I think people have this expectation of like, it's so easy for me to wake up early and it's so easy for me to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, I also have my days and I have my months where I wake up and I'm just like, oh, I'm so over waking up so early. Um, I think I've always, I've always been a go-getter kind of child. Mm-hmm. And I was always, when I did ballet, you know, I did really, really well and um, ate our personality. I went back <laughs> to you a little, and, so I've always had that in me. I also come from my dad and my older brother are both ex-army boys. So I come from like yeah. a very corporal, strict kind of way of mm-hmm. thinking. And I think that really helped me with, if this was, these are my dad's words, straight out of my dad's mouth. If you can think yourself sick, you can think yourself better. And also just another thing, when I was going through my addiction and, you know, it was, it was a year of my life. So I think I was in the stage of really abusing it. Mm. But there were just moments where things were so hectic, you know, simple things, being a woman in, alone in your car, getting stuck without petrol and not having money to put petrol in. Like th- those kinds of things were happening and always things breaking around me, like the washing machine, oh, my f- always losing things, always locking myself out of the house, locking my keys in, you know, these chaotic things were happening around me all the time, but it was because I was so chaotic. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I feel like I just went completely off track there. But so... Did the safety or the realization of listen, oh, yeah. this is actually not good for me. Mm. Did that was that part of what motivated you? The biggest motivation was that this this cannot be my life. I can mm. you cannot tell me I'm going to be a drug addict for the rest of my life and mm. you're going to live like that. I promise you, I had that thought over and over in my head. And again, it's I think it boils down to no matter how beaten up my self-esteem was or how I viewed myself, like deep down in my heart, I really felt like I deserved better. Mm. 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 
so that helped a huge amount yeah mm. I think that obviously like if we think about I want to say more extreme scenarios like being a, a substance user or being in danger like in any way physically um, emotionally like when there's the extremes when people hit rock bottom mm. I think that that's such a big wake up call for a lot of people so when often with substances even when someone almost like when you're in an accident and you almost kill someone or you are almost killed or you get arrested that's often a big wake up call for a lot of people but I wonder about the the times when we are in the in-between. Like if I think about myself, I struggle so much to commit to being healthy, to just eating the right things, to being active. And, and it's so hard because you're not going to get to that necessarily. You might have a health scare or something, but you're not necessarily always going to get to the extreme. And so there's not that desperation that mm-hmm. motivates you. And I wonder what your thoughts are about or where that motivation then comes from or where people find that? I think um, if I have to go straight to physical kinds of movement, because I think um, humans have a really weird perception of what exercise needs to be you know mm-hmm. often people are like oh you need to go to the gym for an hour and you need to be working out and please don't get me wrong I mean I used to do that all the time um, but I mean as I become older and a little bit more mindful of my own body and that you actually can't move all the time because physically it's really taxing mm-hmm. you start to realize that movements can be so many things like movements of the mind and whatever that means to you you know if you love singing your lungs out and playing your favorite song and if that's a kind of meditation that makes you forget about the world just for a moment or makes place the world on pause mm-hmm. listen I mean if people look at me often and I think people see because I am so high energy mm-hmm. and always smiley and always you know that is just so part of my job guys like I cannot rock up at my job and like yeah <laughs> so miserable you know you you there's no way you could do that either mm-hmm. but I think people have this expectation of like it's so easy for me to wake up early and it's so easy for me to go to work every day and mm-hmm. um, it's not mm-hmm. you know I also have my days and I have my months where I wake up and I'm just like oh I'm so over waking up so early but um, to be dead honest no one's going to do my job for me mm-hmm. and that is you know I, I'm quite a I think it's from my, my dad's mentality like I'm really hard on myself mm-hmm. and tough love has worked for me and I just think sometimes you've just got to suck up suck it up and deal with it but in saying that with the physical exercise never think that you have to go work out for an hour go walk for 10 minutes go mm-hmm. sit outside and take a few breaths in a few breaths out you're exercising your brain you're exercising your lungs you know like mm-hmm. there is just some days that you do come home and you're absolutely exhausted and drained mm-hmm. so why not just go home and do 10 minutes of yoga and like simple things you know people like yeah. Like people think that oh you have to sweat in order to, for your body to look better or feel better that's mm. absolutely ridiculous like you need to just move if mm. it's 10 minutes that is okay mm. Mm. yeah I think most people are in this all or nothing so either mm. like waking up 5 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock whatever some people yeah. get up at ridiculous hours to, to exercise or just like couch nothing. potato and not do anything um, if you think about the whole what you what you think you believe and you become. How has that changed for you? What What is that that you are saying, yes, you were saying, this can't be my life. What does that look like now? What are you believing about yourself right now? So what's really, really crazy is in rehab, we did this one um, exercise, this little workshop where you had to draw where you see yourself in, I think it was five years. Mm. And crazy, this is how powerful the mind is. This is why I'm obsessed about the brain. Um, I drew this image of me 
sitting on a beach with a sunflower next to me. It's my favorite flower. I'm sitting on the beach. I'm not at the beach yet, guys, but I'll get there soon. <laughs> and literally sitting in meditation pose watching the sunset. And I promise you I found that maybe a year ago and I was like, oh my word. So coming back to that, your, your brain is so powerful, like what you mm. manifest and what you deeply believe, like I deserve these kinds of things. And it's so hard to talk like that about yourself, you know, like mm. I deserve to be happy. I deserve, I deserve beautiful things. I deserve to be loved deeply. Like people, it's so challenging for someone to say that, like something simple. I love all of me. How yeah. often people will say that and then there's that little voice that's like, well, I don't know if I really do. Mm. You know, that's a bizarre thing. So I think, I also think I had to go through this journey in order to be exactly where I am right now you know mm -hmm. if I didn't go through it I, could, I wouldn't be who I am right now and mm -hmm. a, a huge preacher of like really believe in yourself love yourself and especially for women and kids I'm a huge mm -hmm. for the ladies I'm team ladies all the time like love your roles love what you look like we're supposed to have cellulite those kinds of wild things mm -hmm. and again because I also come from body dysmorphia mm -hmm. you know small muscular but in my head you know the ballet background also made you think weird things so mm -hmm. yeah again be so conscious of that brain mm -hmm. it seems like the ballet um was was obviously for 15 years of your life it's such a big part of you i'm wondering <laughs> what's the rules and kind of things that you had to challenge that maybe came from that and and how you were raised so with the ballet I actually used to maybe three years ago I used to tie my hair up so tight all the time and constantly straighten my hair and this is control because I love control and I used to maybe redo my hair maybe eight maybe ten times a day and brush it with gel and used to suffer with the most extreme extreme headaches so I think the ballet there was this it maybe just influenced this part of me that I, you know I like I am a people pleaser and I like to be perfect Mm. to a degree mm. you know mm. everybody does it as much as possible but so I think the ballet definitely was very much you want to be prim and proper and perfect on the outside all the time how are oh, you know I'm fine I'm fine and on the inside you're actually crying mm. but now I feel like I've just found that happy medium where you know now I can just be all of me and mm. I think also I've always been a person that I want everyone to like me and with my yoga teaching you know people have walked out of my class and been like oh I absolutely can't stand her and that hurts but you also get used to it and you're like okay well life is that mm -hmm. you're not supposed to please everyone and you're not supposed to make everyone smile mm -hmm. but again a hard lesson yeah but so how did you land up with a yoga tell me a bit about that I think ballet and yoga have similarities in discipline mm -hmm. where you have to be disciplined in order to be good you have to be disciplined in the mind and also the, the, the people I used to dance with like ballet I didn't just dance with one company I got to dance with a lot of lot of incredible incredible uh, incredible teachers mm. and I had one teacher that incorporated meditation my mom's also very very airy fairy and lives in the clouds <laughs> um, so obviously got the little airy fairy from her and then with the the yoga if I can think of anything the discipline ballet and yoga there's this discipline that's mm. with it and like I love discipline so I think that's why the yoga also when I went to rehab we did pilates and then when I got out of rehab because of my body dysmorphia there was a yoga teacher who a lot more fresh she used to be a power lifter and she told me yoga and she just rocked my socks because it was this it wasn't this idea of what a ballerina or yogi looked like in people's yeah. heads you know she was just like this beautiful delicious strong woman and I was like yes amazing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's there's so many like just 
there's this I want to say the stigma but maybe just the assumptions or the norms that people kind of just assume this is how you need to what you need to look like in order to practice yoga this is what you need to look like in order to be um, or this is even what healthy physically looks like yes. and I think that that maintains so much unhealthy just habits for people mm. people will starve themselves just to be what they think it looks like to be healthy when that's not the case at all I think also you know what we're lacking here is that there's so many different body types mm -hmm. and so many different body types are absolutely beautiful um I think I think the the culture is definitely changing a lot more, yeah. which is really really exciting about it, you know. But again, there's these two extremes of you either need to have like an eight pack to be really really fit and healthy, or you know there's these extremes mm -hmm. that you're severely overweight, but yet that's there's this part that everyone's screaming that it's healthy. So you know I, I don't agree with either or. Mm -hmm. I say that, but I'm an absolute extremist with you know if I'm going to do a proper photo shoot with some of the strong girls, believe you me, I'm going to diet hard and I'm going to make sure I go in there looking good. Yeah. Um, but definitely getting to a place where my mind is speaking to my body differently because of the ballet. I used to stand in front of the mirror and like see where I can lose weight. It was crazy, and I mean I'm small. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm just getting to a point where. Strong body, stronger mind, but also healthy. Mm. If you look at yourself and you think, absolutely, I look delicious, then that's cool. Mm. So there is a shift happening, mm. which is really, really cool. And I think mm. uh, the shift also needs to happen in your own head. You know, get off, get off social media, yeah. get off all those pages that show you what you should be doing, eating this. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. And it's a lot, you know, there's so it much is. to life already. And now you must be eating at this time, doing this. You must be eating. And it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. mm. Paige, but so if you, if you think about focusing on your physical health, how, how do you think does that impact someone's mental health? And like, what's the links that you've seen? Obviously, you, this is what you work with every day. How does it benefit someone? from your perspective so I think everybody obviously knows that the endorphins things that mm -hmm. but again it's this idea that oh you need to go run on the treadmill for an hour and then all of a sudden you're like <laughs> you know some people hate running. Yeah. some people hate moving exercise and that's okay you know you don't need to mm -hmm. you don't need to enjoy movement but I think the first thing what people need to do get it out of your head that physical movement is just about the body moving physically you know you want to be able to exercise your lungs you want to be able to exercise your voice you want to be able to mm -hmm. exercise and move the body in completely different ways so I think people just need to start moving so that's why I always say to people get outside if you if you can walk because you know a lot of people can't aren't able to walk mm. in an estate or a safe place but if you are able to walk and go get outside go get fresh air mm. um, do that also another thing people need to do is get outside often people are trapped in the office all day with shoes on crazy thing go outside stick your tongue out to the sun and be like it sounds absolutely crazy but an opera singer told me this in rehab once yeah so tell me he, more about yeah, it yeah he says that you need to get sunshine in your throat and also I was I'm busy I'm busy with this gutology podcast and they said that you need to do that first bit of sun in the morning get your shirts up and get the sunshine on your belly because it's so good for gut health and gut health is directly related obviously to your brain mm. and that's well there's mm -hmm. a lot more studies about that so you know there, there's so much to physical movement than just go to the gym go mm -hmm. walk you know go mm -hmm. yes go walk but also maybe go if you can't walk guys go play your favorite song and jump around for five minutes it sounds so stupid but why not mm -hmm. also another thing I want to say is people need to get upside down you know because a lot of times people come home with all their drama yeah I'm also guilty of that you know I'll be like oh you know this client was so difficult today um 
So try to get upside down, whether that's a down dog. And especially if you have kids, like make it fun. You know, you mm. be a little bit childlike. Movement is not just, movement can be five minutes. Mm. Five minutes and literally, if you can, get up, kick your legs onto the wall, get into a handstand. If you can, or like walk the legs up, let the blood flush up into the brain, come out of it, and I promise you, you're going to feel better. Or like teach people how to breathe properly. Exercising is so much more than just a physical thing. Mm. What What is it about being upside down? So actually, <laughs> you get your vestibular. Yeah. So it's part of your senses. And getting upside down is literally, so the, the idea of, of it is flushing your brain out physically, seeing the world from a completely different perspe- perspective. Mm. And they say that like because of that like little flush, it's all about releasing. So you're flushing you, whatever's going on. So they say often if you're stuck at work with a project or something, get into a handstand or get upside down and then get back into it. That's amazing. Cool, hey? Yeah, that's very cool. Mm. I think that that's a thing with... Um, just our environment and our bodies that we we really underestimate the power of like it sounds okay I'm gonna go outside get a bit of sunshine what's that gonna do but but do that consistently like it's we have all of these resources that's there that can feed us Mm. but that we're not even using at all like do something upside down that like I'm gonna try that yeah yeah you must please yeah that's amazing yeah I think I think also just you know people are we're trapped in an office all day and you mm. do get and that's the thing that's what I that's what I, I think people enjoy my yoga because I mean I swear my yoga and it's very relatable but mm. there is days you get home and you're like I couldn't think of anything worse than to try yeah. exercise right now yeah. so instead of that go exercise your brain go sit outside with the moon without your cell phone my goodness mm-hmm. guys get rid of your cell phones and I'm so guilty because my work is my cell phone yeah um, put your phone away and literally sit for like five minutes and if you've got a partner or you're living with parents or you've got a pet go sit with them as well mm-hmm. enjoy the company for literally five minutes you know and that's also another thing people love excuses yeah well, I can't but you do have five minutes mm. Mm. I think that that's the thing um, that I love about what you what I'm hearing from you Paige is as you said the tough love is something that has worked really well for you I'm always like the opposite of tough love if someone gives me tough love I'm out of here I'm like no it's too much I need the the warm and the fuzzy and the everything but I think it's it's so necessary to sometimes be real with yourself and to stop making excuses and to admit where like this is my own responsibility this is something that I need to prioritize I think that that that's a big part of the consistency is the minute that it gets difficult we kind of go well this is difficult so I'm not going to continue I also think um you know, don't also don't beat yourself up. Specifically, when we're talking about like physical exercise, this mm-hmm. is my job. You know, I need to look good for my job, and I want to look good for my job. Yeah. But you discipline in completely different ways yeah. than I'm disciplined. So you know, you just need to tune that discipline. Mm. In a different way, maybe. And also, there is just some days where, believe you me, guys, like meditation is so good. And again, I, I say meditation, what I really mean is just breathe. Put your mm. phone away, close your eyes, take a few breaths in, a few breaths out. Mm. Um, and there is days that I really don't want to do it. But again, it makes you feel better. So yeah. let's say you do five minutes of breathing, you do silly little turns, whatever you want to do. I promise you it's going to make you feel better. Do one down dog. It will make mm. you feel better. That's why I say like, I think there needs to be a huge shift for more normal people who are not in the sport industry that mm. movement is not that. Yeah, Movement is not about sweating. Mm. Movement is about making your body and your brain feel healthier. Mm. What are things though, and I know that there's probably like, obviously there's 10,000 of different 
avenues that people can go but I'm wondering from your experience what are easy things that you've mentioned a few now but I think that that's also something that I struggle with and that probably a lot of Mm. people struggle with is I hear do some breathing do some meditation do these do some movement but then I'm like Mm. I have no idea what to do like I I, I have no idea where to start so if, if you think practically what are things that you that you find very helpful or that you've seen are maybe more manageable for other people to start off with cool so a really cool meditation um especially for people with busy brains so remember i'm a really really busy person Mm. this is why i do these extreme things to really challenge my brain because i'm all about challenging the mind so i did 10 days of silence you would think yeah you would think I really thought I was a lunatic. I thought I had to go and be booked in because of your brain never stops. And then you realize how often the brain distracts you and how often it just goes in this tangent and like you get lost in these thoughts and these feelings and then nothing actually happens about that thought. So one of the best meditations you could teach yourself, so be conscious maybe tonight when you go, there's two things. When you shower, Mm. be conscious how busy that brain is. It's Mm. crazy. Mm. And how difficult, guys, also another thing I want to say is a busy brain is a beautiful brain a beautiful brain there's nothing wrong with a busy brain it's just different yeah and you know don't shout at it don't get angry Mm. don't sweat yourself because it's normal for your brain to be busy it should Mm. be busy Mm. but uh, so be conscious of how busy you are in the shower and the first thing when you go to bed Mm. one of the people's hardest also put your phones away at night please guys please Mm. but do breath work where you one two three and you're literally going to do that to 10 and you start again and what's okay. really crazy about this kind of birth work is it's boring yeah but life is boring mm. so get over it and stop sulking about it in your brain and being like oh, well I can't concentrate and I can't take this okay but calm down mm. close your eyes start again one mm. two three literally to 10 and do it over and over again and then you just want to get to a place where you're able to let's say count one to 10 without any distractions and okay. then all of a sudden it's exciting because your brain has been challenged and you can mm. do it and then you're going to go one to ten, one to ten. All of a sudden, no distractions. So you're not getting distracted at six. So what's really exciting about those kinds of things, it's a mind game. Yeah. You're challenging your brain. Your brain gets used to it. All of a sudden, your brain's getting better. And what you're doing is you're creating space between thoughts. Mm. You're not telling your brain to shut up because it's not going to. Yeah. You create space. Baby spaces, mm. baby spaces. And then another thing with movement um, a really cool thing to do is watch children. Go watch a kid. Watch them on the grass. Go do like they do a cartwheel, even if they look like an idiot, even if they fall over, they try Mm -hmm. to do a handstand. So I know that that might seem like a big deal for people, but the minute you challenge them to do something like a handstand, where you you know like how we used to in school, like stand and kick your legs, Mm. all of a sudden the the mindset goes like this. Sometimes with certain people, oh, there's no ways I can do a handstand because I'm absolutely overweight and Mm. I can't hold it, or I can't do a handstand because I'm going to fall and snap my neck. I'm there telling you you can do a handstand. All of a sudden you do a handstand. You hold it for one second. You come out of it and your brain's like, oh my word, that's amazing. Mm. I can do that. Mm. And then you're changing these crazy little patterns in your head without even realizing Mm. it. So I would say, you know, there is so many cool things you can do on YouTube and it's free. So there's no, you know, I would say go to my YouTube. I can't say I've put a lot of effort in it. Um, But you look at literally 10 minute workout. Mm five minute workout mm. you know go go do those kinds of things and if you're not a YouTuber like I say you know you've got to just I mean in, in, in Myanmar it's close to Thailand they literally stand on the road and they just like do this with their hands and they swing there and they just lean from side to side 
that kind of movement. Mm-hmm. It seems so silly, but mm-hmm. just move. Get the spine moving because you know when the spine gets old, the body feels old. <laughs> so there's so many things. I think it's it's just also really about getting to the space where you're listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm going to go, okay, prescribe, this is what I need to do. And then I start doing that instead of just what feels mm. right for my body in that moment. So I think that, that we, we so, it's like when you follow Google Maps, you don't necessarily check where you're going mm. because you're just waiting for what it's saying. Um, and I think for, for me with, with body, anything activity wise or even like with the meditations Mm. it's again going okay so google tell me this is how many times you need to breathe this is what you need to do but it's a mindless Mm. process then and that's probably also why it's it's difficult for a lot of people to sustain Mm. because it's not something that you're actively engaging with and that Mm. you are Mm. a participant in it's just uh i'm going through the motions Mm. i think also what's happened now maybe after covid is like you, you you almost just realize how secluded people have become Mm. and how you know even from our own point of view like it's easy to stay at home yeah and you almost get like sucked in a hole there and Mm. then yeah I think I think at the moment things are very challenging mentally for a lot of people which is quite heartbreaking but again there just needs to be this shift in your own head that even when it comes to meditation let's say you um even the word meditation is not for people which is cool that's you know it doesn't have to be and I say Mm. this in my yoga class like do what you need to do. Mm. I'm just here to guide you. That's that's all I'm here to do. But meditation could be, let's say you love cooking. Put your favorite song on. Whatever. If you like a glass of wine or a glass of coffee, then do that. Put your favorite song on and do that. Or if you're more of an outdoorsy person. If you want to go bright, like simple, you know, I, I think humans, we love to complicate things. It's simple. Yeah. It is simple. Go spend time with, you know, I... I because of the job that I have I interact with a lot of people and a lot of people offload on me all the time mm. so when I get and I drive a lot so when I get home I don't want to do anything Yeah. but there is just some days I actually need to drag myself out of off that couch and go do things with friends and go have a dinner because it's actually good for me that when I come home I actually feel better mm. you know so I think it's that stepping out of uncomfortable mm. and also just not giving a shit sometimes yeah like really you know sometimes you'll, you, you see it often in yoga classes people don't want to breathe they don't want to and like make noise and that sometimes just actually mm. who cares if you need to dance if you if you need to take a pillow and go scream and swear if you need to write a letter and swear and be angry and then burn it do all those things mm. also another thing I want to say it's so important that I think adults need to know it's okay to be, have a tantrum yeah mm. it's okay to tell me your about your thoughts about having a tantrum I just think like as kids we again I'm only speaking from my experience mm. of life this expectation of growing up so quickly and having your shit together and don't cry or yeah why not I mean Mm. why can't I sulk and why can't I be upset about things and you know maybe maybe you've had a fight with your partner and I've lashed out on him I still go to him and I'm like I'm so sorry that I lashed out like that but like what I said I still meant Mm. I just needed to I needed to lose my mind a little bit yeah so I, I yeah I think there's this perception that we need to have our shit together all the time and how yeah how life is so challenging yeah. sometimes so mm-hmm. lose your mind a little bit scream yeah. in the car yeah tell me a bit about the 10 days of silence page that sounds intense like i i, I want to just <laughs> hear a bit more about it so it's called vipassana and it's all about seeing things for what they are so there's no mm-hmm. um influence of it, like breath work or yoga practices or things like that 
um, and 10 days of silence. The first three days, you're kind of learning how to sit properly and you're learning the process of scanning your body head to toe, toe to head, head to toe, toe to head. And that is what you need to do over and over again. So you'll feel that... Uh, physical pain obviously if you manifests. want to sit back you can just take oh, this with you thank you um, physical pain obviously manifests because you're sitting for about 12 hours a day obviously you have a break in between um, so the first three days you're getting used to sitting and you're getting used to the practice and uh, you know the, the practice goes so much deeper but like on a on a quick note on it is you scan and let's say you're doing two minutes in your forehead you start to feel all these you start to feel your body in a completely different way. But then let's say you hear about your forehead and my, my back was, my back died. I couldn't believe how sore my back was. And like pain, pain, but they say to you, okay, but you must stay in your forehead and not focus on that pain. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wild, wild, wild. <clears throat> so it was super tough on the, on the sixth day. I thought I was going to break out because they take your phone, your keys and everything. And like, obviously you have, you are an adult, you are able mm. to leave when you need to, but there is no way I'm going to go do something and leave halfway. That's yeah. silly. Um, but yeah, I thought I was a lunatic. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I, I needed to go and seek help mm. because I had crazy dreams, crazy, oh, just crazy. And you realize how your brain is just so busy all the time. So at that time, it was like three years ago that I went. I just started seeing my boyfriend and in my brain I was like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to find him in bed with another girl. And, and then the brain would just carry on with that story and then like you could feel your emotions are revving yourself up. And I used to say to me like, oh my word, how... My, it's crazy it's absolutely yeah. crazy so that was a really really powerful thing I've, I think you need to be careful of things like that though because I think if you're in a bad headspace I don't think you should be doing those kinds of things because mm. you can think yourself sick mm. but a lot of power came from being quiet for 10 days mm. you know and not getting influenced by people seeing you know also just trusting yourself that you actually do know what you're doing and you have got answers inside of you so that was a really really powerful yeah. thing to go through it's it's so important what you're touching on now Paige is the trusting yourself I think if we if we go back to the whole what you think you believe you become it's so important that you trust that I'm I'm capable of these things that I want for myself that I'm mm -hmm. I'm actually worthy as you said like to trust that I I would know what I need mm -hmm. because I think it's so tough to trust that I would know what I need mm. and I think again coming back to that word of deserving uh, like I, I deserve a good life mm. you know and it's, it's a difficult mentality to change or like pattern in your brain to change but you know plant that seed keep watering it and even if you say it in the, those days where you're like oh well, I don't know if I do the more and more you say it it literally took me one of my clients gave me a mantra that was um, I love all of me and there was always this little voice I was like well and I don't and it took me three years to really feel that about myself but mm. it was a daily practice and I weird things you know standing in front of the mirror looking at yourself in your eyes and saying I love all of me um, and now I can really say it so it's work I think that's mm -hmm. also the thing is people don't always want to put the work in yeah it's tough. yeah tell me a bit about what that looked like for you or what that still looks like for you on a daily basis in terms of changing the way that you think about yourself is it affirmations is it repeating things in the mirror um is it writing notes like i'm wondering what is that looking like for you do you know what i think my uh, the yogi page i think i'm very fortunate that through my practice and through my teaching i'm able to be very honest about who i am and you know i'm honest with my clients i, I keep saying to them i don't come here and preach 
what I've done and how good I am at things. Like I'm preaching the things that I'm going through and what I'm struggling with. So, mm. you know, even through the body dysmorphia thing, I would tell, like, especially the ladies' classes, like, let your belly, let it hang out, let the rolls. Girls are supposed to have cellulites. And through that, I've been able to heal because I've been able to, you know, there's that saying, what is in darkness must come to light. Like, say what you need to say. Get mm. it out. Get it out in the open because then it's not going to have power over you, you, um, you know. So all the nasty things that you say about yourself, like, go tell someone about it. And, you know, don't be ashamed because everyone's going through something, you know, and everyone yeah. speaks to themselves badly. But now my practice is obviously I get to meditate a lot with my job mm. and um, lots of affirmations, you know, lots and lots of affirmation work that I go through. And I do, I go do these cool things, you know, like I went and did a cacao ceremony. I went and did this 10 days of silence. I actually went to see a white swan Gorma the other day as well. So I do all these different different things, things and why yeah. not? And like, you know, I'm in control of my life and I just take from all my lessons, from rehab, from life, from everything, I just take it and I just combine what I enjoy about it. Mm. So. Mm. Mm. I think that that's part of the whole, if, if I think about, as I said earlier, with substances, people often seek the thrill, they seek the newness or the experience, and that's also part of why they become dependent on substances. I think it's so interesting with what you said now, that you, like I'm gathering, that you're finding that excitement and adventure and other things. Mm. And again, it's about going out and experiencing life. Like there's so many workshops, there's so many retreats, there's so many um, trainings, there's mm. there's so many things that we can experience, but we're all sitting at home going, oh no, but I struggle with meditating. Mm. I think I think it's um I think we get ourselves into a loop and we get comfortable here which I think is also just very normal. Mm. But I think maybe just people need to go through, and I think this is what Vipassana taught me, is life can be beautiful and exciting and absolutely wonderful and crazy and enjoy it. Enjoy it when you're experiencing that, but don't hold on to it for too long because that also doesn't last. Mm. And then the hard times, like the really challenging times at home or whether it's in your head or you're struggling with your own stuff inside your heart, Go through those things. Mm. Don't don't run away from it. And you know, I, I I can preach about running away because that's what I used to do. That's why I use the drugs is to run away from things. You know, go through it. If you need to cry and you need to cry ugly, do it. If you need to lean on someone and if you need to go to someone and just be like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. You know, these things are okay. And the minute you do let these things out, all of a sudden you feel better and you wake up and you're like, okay, but it's another day and yeah. I have got this. Mm. That's also another thing is I think people need to. If I can maybe give a suggestion is get a mantra. Mm. get a mantra that and it doesn't you know get a whatever you want to call it doesn't have to be a mantra but get something that on those hard 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 days that's what you're going to repeat yourself repeat Mm. to yourself you know so get something that's and it'll always change you know it changes Mm. all the time so whatever works for you at that moment do that Mm. also another thing with the personality type that I am knowing to take off days yeah because that's Mm. super challenging you know burnout burnout's a really a real real thing Mm. Um, and burnout's very difficult to recover from Mm. and I think it's it's difficult because your personality type like it's useful in your job Mm. most probably so it's also hard to let go of because it's like you're getting the reward but the reward is coming at such a big cost yeah yeah Um, yeah, so I can imagine that it's quite a, a challenge for you to have to do. Yeah, listen, like I say, I um, I think the, the, 
type of teacher that I am, I get to, like the, the one day I actually made everyone just lie down and stretch and I, my, my yoga classes are, are physically and mentally challenging. Um, you know, I'm very motivating and I'll go to people and I'm like, you've got this, you've got this. But the other class I taught was I literally made them like do three stretches and made them lie down and play the bowls for them and made everyone relax. And my brain was like, oh my gosh, I can't make people do this. It freaks me out because I don't know how to slow down. Mm. But I'm, you know what, I've taken my life and my teachings and my job now and I'm able to teach myself things, which is really, really cool, you know. So mm. slowly I'm learning how to slow down. Um, mm. Also, I've got a crazy injury that I've been dealing with for like five years. Mm. And uh, I think that's just my body really telling me to slow down because I haven't listened for yeah. so long. So, yeah. you know, again, I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's just when you're ready to hear all these things or learn all these things, <clears throat> then it comes. Yeah. But again, um, people want this quick thing and, and they want it overnight and so you you are where you are but you you started when you were 21 with this whole journey yes um well probably even before then it's not like it only started then but if that's when when all of this already started it wasn't a i'm doing this for a year and now i'm feeling better like it's dedication it's that consistency yeah no absolutely it's um consistent work guys there's no you know i think um once you're an addict and and, and that's the thing you know addicts there's such a crazy connotation to the word addict you know mm. people are like oh my word often when i got out of rehab people would often be like are you are you okay and i understand like people actually don't know what to say yeah but um there's a stigma to it that like if you're an addict like oh, you know and it's not that like everyone needs help and mm. we're all addicts in our own ways we just don't like to admit it it's yeah. a crazy thing and and um, guys, why not get help? I mean, what a beautiful thing that I was able to go and get like psychological help mm. and emotional help and understand that changing character, like you're, you're, you're not, not changing your character physically, but changing like personality traits, you know, or not even changing, that's uh, completely like not changing, finding a happy medium because yeah. in, in rehab you did this thing where you did character defects and you did character assets. <coughs> And after you, so character defects, you learn about all the qualities that you, you don't like. Yeah. And it was a hard month. Mm. I mean, you're like, oh, I'm awful and that. And then you do character assets. And all of a sudden you learn character defects and character assets are the same thing. It's about finding this balance. So I think as a human, you need to find your thing. You need to find what makes you feel good. Another uh, uh, girl actually told me this a while ago, a really beautiful woman. Um, she said, you must write down the things that make you happy. And on the days that you're not happy, go look at those things yeah. and see what yeah. you're not doing anymore. Mm. I think it's it's uh, that's such a useful thing for people to do. And I think it's often the mistake, like even if we think about having a mantra um, or some affirmations, it's usually when people are down mm. or when they're feeling like I'm not in a good space now I need this but then it's so hard to actually start doing it so it's mm. so important that you, that it's something that you do throughout that you you're having a mantra that you're repeating even on the days that you're feeling good that you you are making it a habit so that it's not only dependent like mm. on when you're already down in the dumps mm. now I need to get the energy to do this but it's not something that I do like you still brush your teeth most of the time even if you're down in the dumps um, sometimes even that can be hard for people mm. but like it's a habit enough that you'll automatically still do that mm. I think it also becomes more natural the more consistent you are than consistency exactly what you're saying you know and you can't have 
you know, life gets chaotic and there's these moments where it almost feels like it's exploding with chaos. Mm -hmm. But exactly that, like you can't just be now running around like a chicken, chicken, like a headless chicken being like, oh my word, what must I do now? You know, you need to, I think if anything, people need to learn about like tools that they have in their toolbox of how to cope, how to deal mm -hmm. with things, you know, and I think there's, there's a huge lacking in schools and in humans in general, in adults, there's a huge, like when I went to rehab, I was gobsmacked at like the things that I learned then. I, when I got out, I was like, everyone needs to go to rehab yeah. because you learn so much about yourself and you learn about these things of like, oh, um, this is how I was coping maybe when I was a kid. And you learn about things like, okay, that coping mechanism wasn't okay when I was 13, but also don't beat yourself up about that because you didn't know better when you were 13. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you start to create this deeper understanding with yourself. So, mm -hmm. and I think you, that's why I think COVID was so difficult for people. You know, you were forced to look at yourself and no one wants to do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just think you need to, oh, I think people really need to create that understanding in their head that they are so worth to be checked in. You know, it's you're so worth to be like, are you okay today? Like, yeah. Or, or, yeah, I don't know. I think, people just need to understand their worth and there's mm. none of that sometimes hey yeah yeah i think we're also so conditioned often that everything is driven towards external mm. things so if it's for someone else you'll do it but if it's just for yourself yeah crazy it's so much harder to do it's so much harder to just be eating healthy when it's just you yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, or, or to be doing it by yourself when no one is around mm. like it's it's so tricky no yeah. I know I know life is it is it's super challenging mm. but I think you know like I think people also need to understand like talk about these things and be honest about your life because you know it's you might not be the only one struggling with that kind yeah. of thing you know you might say something and then all of a sudden oh yeah, yeah you, it's difficult to say people need the freedom to talk because there is a lack of that there's this lack mm. of community that we we're dealing with at the moment so mm. you know I mean I couldn't tell you how to get back there but talk talk to people go yeah. go do different things and you know go do healthy go do go. I think also an issue here is like when people think of socializing they always think about going out and drinking yeah and that's not socializing you know go I don't know go find a running club go mm. find something go find something that mm. you you know I can only relate to sports because I am just a sporty child or like meditation or whatever go hang around people that are going to do good for you mm. Mm. I think it's just also so meaningful and thanks so much for sharing your, your experience with addiction page because I think people often they don't realize how much coping mechanisms or things there is to put in your toolbox um, like a lot of people won't think that yoga or meditation can be a, a tool that mm. can help them to deal with addiction mm. um, or like physical exercise that that's, that's a way for you to channel a lot of this energy that you're sitting with that's like built up emotions mm. that's frustrations that's things that you need to work through like there's there's things out there that we we just think well i need to just i, I often say and i think that that's what's so helpful from what you you went through with like a nine month rehab a lot of people go to a 21 day mm. program and then expect that in 21 days i need to just go cold turkey and then come back and, and be fine but you you're taking away the one coping mechanism that that person had mm. and now they're left with nothing mm. and so the chances of relapse is basically guaranteed mm. because you need to first build these new ways of coping and dealing with things in order to really help you to resist or to mm. get through that discomfort or to work through whatever the the whether it's addiction or depression whatever mm. um 
it is that she's sitting with? Yeah, I think um, there's been a lack of education. I really think there's a huge lack of education in school. You know, when you think of Hello when I went to school, I mean, the sex aid we got is just absolutely pathetic. Mm. You know, and... Um, Again, I think there is a shift coming. I really think there's a yeah. huge shift coming. And, um, you know, go do, like, why aren't they doing, like, psychology in schools with coping mechanisms? Mm -hmm. Why aren't they teaching kids, like, anger issue skills or, like, you know, they, it just goes so much deeper. But, again, I think um, you need to find what works for you, whether that's, mm -hmm. If, if, if you're not a sporty person, guys, you don't need to be a sporty person, but just make sure that, like, you know, you are getting maybe a green juice in or maybe a smoothie or something yeah. like that. And um, find what, what works for you. If it's drawing, if it's doing henna, if it's singing, go do it. And mm -hmm. go do it 110% for yourself. Mm -hmm. For yourself. I often say when people walk on my rooftop, place the world on pause. And like, that's what people really need to do. Work can wait. Mm -hmm. An email can actually wait sometimes. Mm -hmm. A patient can actually wait sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if they get cheeky and cross, then okay, get cheeky and cross. But if I didn't do that for me right now, I will be literally losing my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, guys, I say these things easier said than done. Um, it's super challenging. And especially, you know, like running your own business, who else is going to do it? So you are yeah. replying, you're constantly on your phone. So, you know, I'm also trying to find this balance and I'm mm -hmm. trying to, I'm trying to preach what I'm, I'm also going mm. through and, and mm. trying to learn, you know, at the same yeah. time. But there's so much, um, like, I'm, I'm just hearing from you, Paige, this bravery of, like, just facing life and experiencing it and facing difficult feelings and accepting and going through them. And it's not saying that it's easy, but I think that that's what we need is the sense of, like, I can do it. Yeah. I can survive it. It's not going to be comfortable. It's mm. not going to be um, fun. It's not going to be something that I necessarily want to go through again. But there's a sense of, uh, and I, 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 can, I can hear that just in everything that you say. There's just this bravery of, like, just facing mm. yourself and life, um, which is really... It's beautiful to, to hear. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I just think, um, yeah, I think we underestimate ourselves as humans. I also say it in my yoga classes all the time, like we went through COVID and I'm like, you know, people go through a lot of hard things. Lots of people go through extremely challenging things. And you know what, another thing people's brains love to do is compare situations. Yeah. Guys, we cannot be comparing nothing. You know, everyone is going through something mm. everyone and that's a nice way to humble yourself quick sticks I said in my yoga class if you are the only one who thinks you are hurting in this class you are lying to yourself and it's a nice way to humble yourself that everyone's going through something um, and the bravery I think is um, because of the person I was because I always felt like I needed to be put together and I was always fine and I you know I actually wasn't. I wasn't mm. fun and I wasn't put together and I was a really hurt little kid and I felt like no one stood up for me. So if you feel that way, then my angel, you are the only person who's going to stand up for yourself. And like, mm. as much as I preach, like lean on people because they are there to help you. I really, really, it was also a very challenging thing for me. You've also got to back your own back. You've got yeah. to be your own cheerleader. Like I actually recorded a video the other day and, I did this amazing handstand and it was the first time I did this handstand and as I got out of the handstand in the video, I'm like, girl, you're amazing. But you should be talking to yourself like that. Mm -hmm. So again, I think, you know, the, <laughs> mentally changing waves in your brain is so difficult because of how you've wired that brain for so mm -hmm. long and now you need to make that change and especially as an adult, you know, it's hard work but yeah. again, I came back to that. It's so worth it. You are so worth the hard effort. Mm -hmm. So, mm. Mm -hmm. 
Paige, the, the last thing that I want to just also touch on is what kind of, obviously you, you in rehab you had experience with, seeing there was a social worker, a psychologist, and you said that you, you continue with your psychotherapy or that journey for two years. Was that part of the whole changing your thinking mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking like there's a CBT approach that people will often follow where it's like very much your thoughts impact your emotions and impact your behavior. Was that part of your journey or kind of where did the the psychology fit into all of that? So what was really, really cool in in the rehab, my psychologist, she actually had the same name as my mom, which is crazy. And she was the sassy and took no shit woman. And I loved her. Mm -hmm. She took, because you know what, like, I I can hide things very, very well. well and, and when I say that now, you know, I'm talking about nearly eight years ago when mm. I went to rehab. Um, I was very good at masking. I think that was the ballet. Um, and yeah, she just drilled me. Hey? And I also cannot tell you, I used to, I would always really struggled to cry. And um, so in rehab, they used to be like, please, Paige, go into the other room by yourself and go cry. So I'd had to start doing those things. And then when I got to the psychologist, she wasn't specialized in drug um, or, or addicts and that, mm. but she was soft and gentle. Mm. And I, I, you know, I don't come from soft and gentle. When mm. I say that, I mean like that's just how yeah. I was brought up. And she was amazing. And all she did, she let me talk and she was so cute. Like I, the one day I remember saying, you know what, this bugged me and this and this and I wrote it in my diary and then I was fine. And so she's like, oh, so we wrote our emotions on the page and you were fine. And I was like, oh, and I needed like, she was just the right person yeah. for me. She was the mm-hmm. right person. She was kind. She was gentle. Um, she was quite playful with me and she just worked, you know. So mm-hmm. it was very much a place where I was able to go talk. And often, you know what I always say, I, I always used to say I'm fine and it was just such a nice space to go there and be like, you know what, I'm actually not fine. Yeah. I'm not fine. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think it's, it's, it's uh, obviously people have different approaches in therapy yeah. and people have different experiences. But I think that that's the thing that's also so helpful is to understand you might not have a therapist that's preaching, the, not preaching, but like practicing, okay, let's focus on what you are saying to yourself and we're going to change that and like have that specific approach. But it's something that you can do by yourself. Mm. because you might need a space that's more holding and containing and maybe more warm and gentle Mm. and you're doing that on on your own so it's not just dependent on the people that you are seeing it's something that you can access by yourself as well so a lot of people you know they speak about that feminine and masculine energy so for me very masculine a go get ahead (laughs) always very blunt Mm. as well and I don't know, the older that I'm getting, I really want to tap into that more feminine side of me mm. because I haven't nurtured my own inner child for so long. So, mm. you know, I really want to get into a place where, yeah, I get to a place where, you, you know, and I'm sitting here and I'm talking these things and I do just want to <coughs> tell people that, like, at the moment, I'm busy doing work with a breathwork coach because I feel like my body's storing anger again from my past and that. So the work is continuous. It never, yeah. you know, it's not this, this, mm. you know, even when I went to rehab, I was like, magic, <coughs> nine months, I'm going to peel. And then there's the same yeah. things I'm still getting angry about. So mm. continuous work. And again, it's so tough, but life is that. And yeah. we keep moving, we keep breathing no matter what. <coughs> Um, do you have anything else that you want to add before we end off? Any oh. any final thoughts? Anything that you want to put out there? Um, if anything, I just want to. I just want people, if they listen to this, if they can take anything from this, like understand your worth, and you so you really are just worthy. Like you really mm. need to believe that, and if you don't, you can really slide into my DMs, and I'll help you. Ah, mm. oh, that's that's mm. such a lovely invitation, um, Paige. Thanks so much for being here for sharing 
some of yourself with us for just sharing this space with me. Um, I'm really excited. I feel like I got to know you a bit more um, and I'm excited to just follow you, see where your journey goes and to really take some of this into my own life as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and also I love talking, so thank you. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> thank you. Cool. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe on your desired platform. I will be so grateful if you're willing to take the time to rate this podcast so that you can continue to learn more about various topics related to your mental health and well-being.